This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. We're trying to, to bring people together here on uh, the New York Jets, looking for solutions, right? Like, you have a problem, it's now about finding solutions. It's not about, we could do a show where it's three hours of just crushing Zach Wilson. That's not really, again, as I said in the open, it almost feels like Zach Wilson has taken the place of Joey Gallo where we're just hammering and hammering. The point is made. <laughs> the, point, the point is made, people. We all get it now. And now it's about finding solutions. And I'm not telling you I got the solution. I think I have an area of where the solution might be located. But I'm not telling you I know for sure 100% that this is definitely the way that the Jets have to go. But I, I'm, I'm open to suggestions. I've not heard a good one yet. I'd have to be, I'd have to be fair. I've not heard one that I said, yeah, that sounds like a, a plan. I think it is you have to go out there and find a veteran, but it's not exactly a great list uh, of veteran quarterbacks that are going to be available, right? Like Tom Brady's going to be a free agent. Have you seen the other free agents? Baker Mayfield, hard pass. Sam Darnold, we're not doing that again. Teddy Bridgewater, also not doing that again. Geno Smith, not doing that again. Daniel Jones, you're not going to get the chance to do that. I wouldn't think. Mason Rudolph. Case Keenum. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you're not going to get the chance to do that one either. So it's either you're not going to get him uh, or a chance to get him or I don't know that you really want him. So it, there's, not a great, there's not a great path forward. That, you know, there's a reason why people say you, you pick the wrong quarterback, it sets you back five years, right? You're going to be – look at the Colts. With Andrew Luck retiring, they, I mean, they've made the playoffs, but they've been searching for a quarterback ever since that guy retired, and he's been retired a while now. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Brian is in Stanford. Brian, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, what's going on? So this is what I'm thinking. Okay. Zach Wilson stinks, obviously, right? Yes. Okay. But it's only year two, so right. you, you sign Mike White. The team loves Mike White. You go out, you get Gardner inches, and Mike White appears to be injury prone. You let them fight it out. You have you have Wilson on the bench, figuring it out hopefully. And if anybody gets hurt, and you got to start Wilson, that's his last shot. If he's done, he's done. I think that sets you up to at least have somebody that can play competent quarterback and potentially get us in the playoffs with White and Minshew on the team. Uh, well, look, uh, Brian, and thanks for the phone call. You know that there's a. Strength in numbers, right? Sometimes that's uh, the right path. I-, I would just like to say publicly to the New York Jets as an organization, look what you've done to your fan base. They are publicly. This is not in, in private moments by themselves. They're inside. Really. Publicly, they are requesting you go out and get Gardner Minshew. This is what you've done to them. This is what you've done to the fan base. I don't know that that's... Um, a long-term solution, Gardner. Now, again, I have to be fair. I think it might be better than what you got. That wouldn't be hard. And I do think that I would like to see more of Mike White. I think that maybe he could be part of the equation moving forward. The problem is you got to find an answer. It can't be like, well, we're going to roll the dice on this thing and that thing and this thing over here, and maybe we'll turn. This is a, if we're all in agreement that the team is kind of you know, not ready to win a Super Bowl, but they're they're moving in the right direction. This is the most important thing. The most important thing that the GM has to do, two things, find the coach, find the quarterback. 
And if you don't find the quarterback, more times than not, the coach is going to be out the door as well. So I think they're going to get a pass for this one. I think that Joe Douglas is going to get the shot to, to make another call on a quarterback, which generally doesn't happen when you screw up the first one as much as this one has been screwed up. But they got to nail this one. And I don't know if you're telling me that my job is riding on this next decision. I don't know if my answer to the question is going to be Gardner Minshew. I don't think so. I think I would like something better than that. Uh, let's go to John is in Northport. John, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, how's it going? Um, I, I don't disagree with the last caller, but, yeah, I mean, Wilson, it, it's, it's brutal watching these games, right? Yeah. And next year they, they've got to make the playoffs or they're gone. So you're not finding a, a true long-term solution, but you got to find that gap, right? So I'd love to see what Mike White has these next two games if he's able to play. But I think you have to find a way to sign him and to expand on the last caller, maybe not Minshew, but you sign Mike White to a three-year deal, third-year option for us, right? And this is a way to keep Wilson, too, and develop him in the background. You've got two more years, and you've got his player option in the fifth year. And then you find someone else like Jimmy G, maybe Minshew. You've got Brissett. You sign that, that quarterback to a three-year deal, two years, third-year option for the team, right? And you find out which guy it is, right? And then you pick up that option, heavy incentives. We're, you, like you said, we're not going to get Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr. Throw that out the door, right? We've got to find a placeholder, someone that can play decent quarterback so that moving forward we can make the playoffs, we can make some noise because you never know. Um, so if I'm Joe Douglas and, and Robert Sala, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a way to find somebody, and I think you got to give Mike White something. What do you do? Three years, twenty-five million, right? Two years guaranteed, one-year, you know, team option. I, I think that's realistic for him. Yeah, look, if you're telling me that Mike White is going to be, you know, you're going to look at him as somebody you're going to develop, um, it doesn't seem like the organization has a whole lot of confidence in him to be. Like, think of all that had to happen here just for him to get a crack at it. But, okay, I, I, can, I can buy that if I were running the Jets. The, the bigger part is, like, what's the, what's the number one guy? Because Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever you're going to go, like, that's why people want to draft the quarterbacks because to try to get these guys in free agency, even if you're able to get them, you are going to so ridiculously overpay for anybody that right. um, it's going to be but kind this, of prohibitive to, regime, for you to be like rolling the dice this, on them. This regime's not going to get another chance to, to draft a quarterback, right? So they've got to find a way now to be competitive. And no, Mike White's done nothing but get beat up and hurt, right, for us. So we really don't know what, what he has. So maybe we can get him on the cheap. He knows the system. He, he knows how to deal with the Zach Wilson dis, you know, distraction, per se, right? And then, yeah, we, we're going to have to pay. You're, we're going to cut Lawson next year, right? He's not worth $15 million for what he's doing. We're going to save some, some money there, right? So, you know, there's, there's, there's no way we're not going to have money to find somebody that we can actually try and, you know, bring in as well with Mike White. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, John, and thanks for the phone call. Um, look, if you, if you want to keep Mike White, uh, to me that is such a um, um, a minor part of this whole equation. I don't think you can have Mike White be really part of the solution for next year. I think you have to solve it beyond that. You have to have a clear-cut number one guy if it's – if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, and again, like the the flip side of that is, I, I'm not all that crazy about Jimmy Garoppolo. Like that's what we're that's what we're shooting for. Like this is the the plan at the most important position, and I think you fall into the trap of 
Like, well, we just got to get somebody who's competent, and we're, and we're willing to pay whatever that will take to, to get somebody who's competent. But is, is the goal to just find somebody who's competent? I don't know. Uh, it doesn't have the highest ceiling. And for a team that if you feel good about the Jets where they're at, I, I think you can understand why, you know, you, you do look and, and see that the ceiling could be pretty high if, if people can come back and, and stay healthy and, and you can kind of add to things. But, you know, for Joe Douglas, it's going to get harder here. You're not going to have multiple first-round picks every single year. You're not going to be picking top, top five, top ten every single year. Uh, let's go to Buddha is in the Bronx. Buddha. What's going on, my friend? Hey, happy holidays to you and your family, my bro. Same to you, Buddha. You know, um, it's funny what you were talking about. Um, look what the Jets have done to their fans. I mean, is it asking for Gardner so Minshew, Buddha? They're they're publicly crying out for Gardner Minshew. Listen, the Jets fans are manic, and you know the head of the class is the guy you said earlier, Mike Greenberg. I mean, geez. You know, listening to him, reading his tweets, it's like unbelievable. It's, it's not just him. There's a, a whole segment of them. We know who these guys are, like the rose-colored glasses with this team. I mean, if the Jets were to draft Genghis Khan, they'll be sitting there telling you about the pros and cons of him being the quarterback. It's just it's, it's unbelievable, man. But, you know, what, what burns me up, what burns me up, and, and it's specifically I, I hate to target, like, fans and everything, but, it, you know, there's a, there's a group of fans that, like, don't want to see the Jets for what they are and don't want to see how they got here for what they are. The quarterback aside, we know what he is. But we discussed this weeks ago, Gordon. This team was not making the playoffs, and there were other reasons besides how bad the quarterback play was. The defense is good. It's not great. They don't have an outside pass rusher. And in a big spot, a lot of times, teams have moved the ball on them. So, you know, a lot of the finger pointing, and I'm not trying to absolve Wilson. You know how I feel. I, I never want him in the first place. But that is not the sole problem here. Now, with the coaching, Salah was doing well, but you are 100% right. He's starting to sound like Joe Judge. There's no answers up there for him. And then how do we get to this point? I mean, if the quarterback is the most important part of a team, which it is, what do you think is the other most important part of the team, Gordon? You know what it is. Well, it's, co- it's coach and it's quarterback. Yeah, oh, you yeah, mean just the position, position players? It's the offensive line. Yeah, offensive so, line. Obviously, obviously. I thought you were talking about just overall on a football team. No, no, no. Listen, yeah, they're no, going to, and, and you're right, line, what they're going to do, they're going to get Jimmy G. They're going to overpay for him. He's going to play well at the start of the season, as he always does. Then later in the year, he's going to get hurt. But what burns me up, is like I said, that certain group of fans that like, look, oh, Gary Wilson. Listen, I love Gary Wilson. I love Sauce Gardner. You cannot have a general manager come into a team. This is why you don't give people six-year deals. You can't have a general manager come in. Another coach brings him in. All right, that coach is gone. So now he brings in his quarterback. He brings in his coach. The quarterback hasn't worked out. The coach was looking good, but now he's trending the other way. Am I supposed to tolerate him sticking around after everything that doesn't work because, all right, we got a good wide receiver, we have a a, a fairly good defense, and, and, I mean, come on. Like, when are people here going to call it like it is? He's done an adequate job. It hasn't been a great job. It hasn't been a horrible job. He's improved as he's going along, but at the rate that he's going, the Jets will be a playoff team after he gets another six-year contract. Come on, bro. Like, that's where our issue really is. Come on. 
Uh, well, look, Buddha, thanks for the phone call. Happy holidays to you, of course. Um, to me, next year, however this season goes, uh, it, it, the next, next season is a playoff mandate. There was no playoff mandate this year. Next year, it's on Joe Douglas primarily, also on uh, Robert Sala to a, to a certain extent. They have to make the playoffs next year, and they got to make the right decision. Whatever decision they're going to make on quarterback, they got to nail that one. They got to they got to they got to get that one right as much as they got it wrong the last time. So um, and you know, Buddha brought up about Joe Douglas. Yeah, I mean, I, I like some of the things he's done, but again, he was replacing two of the worst guys. I mean, to have those two guys back to back in McCagnan and Idzik, you could have thrown darts at a wall and, and done a better job of picking players than those two guys. And I think Joe Douglas has done some nice things. But, again, going from where the Jets were to where they are now, that's the easy part. Going from terrible, picking in the top five every single year, to to kind of of middle-of-the-road possible playoff team, that's a whole lot easier than the next step and the next step and eventually getting to the final step, which is to win a Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's some good things that you like with, with Joe Douglas, but when the, the two biggest parts of it is coach and quarterback. And I don't know about the coach. I like some things, don't like other things. Quarterback, that one's clear. You, you, that one was wrong. You completely got that one wrong. No question about it. And, and you, you know, just to defend Greeny, Greeny's a diehard fan. And, and I kind of, uh, I, I'm kind of envious of him to have any optimism left as a fan of the organization. Because with my team, I have no optimism. I hate my team that I like, if that makes any. Like, I, I watch them, and I know that this is wrong and that's wrong, and I'm overly negative. I understand that, but it's the life that I've led. To have a fan that still has some optimism after watching what Greeny's watched uh, for, you know, I'm, I'm assuming like 40 years of his life, I'm kind of envious. I wish I could be that way. I just can't be. Can't do it. Can't do it. I have to look at things. Uh, the, the, the dream has been shattered. I've lived a, a very difficult life rooting for a, a fan base, uh, or excuse me, for a team that uh, tortures its fan base. And I've said m- multiple times, you watch. It's coming up tomorrow. The Dolphins season derails tomorrow against the Packers. I've said it over and over. Rooting for them is like rooting for Wiley Coyote and expecting him to catch the roadrunner. And, and to a large degree, it kind of feels like that way for Jet fans, too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. More of your phone calls on the Jets. I know a lot of people are spending their holidays uh, focused on uh, the, the, the what, disaster, fiasco, whatever you want to call it, from Thursday night. So we'll get more into that. We'll uh, be checking more on the Carlos Correa situation with the Mets. we got to talk some Yankee stuff. got to talk some Knicks stuff. 2 o'clock, we got what I learned on TikTok this week. Everybody's favorite. Lots to do. Just really getting started on the Gordon Damer Show. On 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone as we take you up until 3 o'clock, at which time it is Larry Hardesty that comes your way. We've been talking a lot about the football so far today. Giants and the Vikings still scoreless as they play in the first quarter there, but our focus has been mostly on the Jets on uh, Zach Wilson, on uh, Mike White, and really mostly the future. What is the fu- What is the plan forward now for the Jets? What are you going to do now? Because it's clear now what's going on. And what's going on is that Zach Wilson was a mistake. And for his sake, for the Jets' sake, 
they got to move on from that and figure out what the plan is because this ain't it. There, there's no coming back from this. And it's not because he was booed by the fans or the fans are doing this or the fans are doing It's because everyone, including himself, has lost confidence in his ability to turn this around here. If there's ever going to be a moment in the NFL where Zach Wilson is even a competent cornerback moving forward, I think it has to happen someplace else. So that means what's the plan for the Jets moving forward? Because it doesn't really seem like there's a clear-cut plan. Uh, and clearly, right, you're going to have to wait until the offseason. But even there, the options, you know. All you have to know is that someone called up a radio station in New York City and, and requested that the Jets go out and get Gardner Minshew. That's what they've done to their fans, requesting Gardner Minshew. Uh, all right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Let's go out to, uh, let's see here. Nick is in Riverdale. Nick, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, Nick, what's going on, pal? Uh, nothing. Uh, you know, I, I hate to beat the, the Zach Wilson horse here, but, you know, I could say a million things about Zach Wilson and how he's, he's not, doing, not doing the best for the Jets right now. You know, the Jets have the great defense. They have an okay offense. You know, they have the potential to make it to the playoffs, but they need to fix the QB situation. And it's very, very, very hot take here. I, I, I have not heard this name yet listening. Chris Trevler, the dude put up <laughs> a fight when he got in. I have been a Strebler fan since that preseason. Mr. August, you know, he, he, he was fighting for that game. He, he got put into a horrible situation. He got put into the, the late in the third. But he put up the numbers. He put up almost the exact numbers as Wilson. You know, he had right. 90 passing yards. He had yep. 54 rushing. And I, I just got to give it to my boy Strebler because he, he, he was put into a rough situation. But, you Absolutely. know, he, I, think he, I think he did very well. And I think that's a name that people should start, start seeing and start saying because, I mean, he, he's a tough fighter. He knows how to run the ball. He knows how to target people. Like, it was a, he put on a performance even though he was put in that rough situation. Well, look, Nick, uh, what he did, and thanks for the phone call, what, what he did uh, Thursday night at least made the game watchable, right? I mean, because at, at that point it was excruciating. It was almost kind of humiliating uh, watching the Jets on offense up until that point. Uh, and at least he, he did come in there and immediately – kind of give you a little boost, give you a little juice, give you a little something uh, in terms of excitement. But <laughs> no, he's not, he's not going to be the, the guy long-term. Um, can't, he can't be the, the guy long-term. Now, if you want to keep him and he's like kind of like a gadget player or something like that, uh, that's so far down the road on the list of concerns, uh, it's not really something I'm going to focus on. But no, he can't. I mean, did you, I mean, the one pass that he completed to the tight end, if he had simply been able to throw it somewhat accurately, that's a touchdown. And trust me, as someone who took the Jets on the cover five app, I was hoping it was going to be a touchdown. It was not a touchdown. So, no, he can't, he can't be the guy. I, again, you, Jets, have you seen what you've done to your fans? Have you seen what you've done to Look at what he's done to my – they massacred my boy. That's what it's like. It's like uh, the Godfather. Look what they've done to my boy. No one knows that better than Ira in Staten Island. Ira, what's going on, my friend? Happy holidays. Yeah, Merry, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and all the good stuff. You know, I, I have to. Yeah, I, I respect everybody's call and everybody's opinion. But you know, Strebel is a nice story. I also saw right. Brett Ratliff. I seen Matt Sims. You know, you go on and on. Right. This is it. I have I have three plans: A, B, and C. Okay. Okay. Give it to My me. first, and forget, forget Tom Brady. He's not coming. He's never going to play for the Jets. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play for LaFleur in Green Bay. Why should he play for LaFleur in New York? Don't scratch them off the list. 
So pretty much you got Garoppolo, which is the most logical because he came from their system. And I know Derek Carr, my target plan A is Derek Carr. They have to guarantee his contract the third day after the Super Bowl. The Raiders are either they're either going to trade him or they're going to cut bait because they're not going to guarantee him $41 million. They're going in a different direction. So if I'm Woody Johnson, I'm moving heaven and earth to get Derek Carr, whatever it takes. If that doesn't work out, then my fallback is to get Garoppolo. And, of course, for, I thought uh, Garoppolo uh, was one. No, no, no. Derek, okay. Carr is one, is Garoppolo Carr. is two. Okay. Two. And, of course, you want to keep White as your backup. You move on from Wilson. you got to get him out of here. The teammates don't like him. It's a bad vibe. I don't care. You cut your losses, fifth round, sixth round pick, whatever it might be, you get him out of here. And if those two fail, there really isn't really too many more options. You know, you got the Andy Dalton to the world. I guess you go forward with a guy like White, and you bring in a fallback option like a Dalton type of player, or, you know, or if it's Patrick type, not that he's in the league, but right. no, I know those type of players in case White doesn't work. But for me, plan A is Derek Carr. And he will become available because he will not play for the Raiders next year. And yeah, that's that what I would yep. be targeting. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Ira. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, that's that, that's the best name that's been brought up so far. Now, uh, the only problem with that is, is, is it not, uh, and thanks for the phone call, it's not the type of thing that you can go halfway on, right? Like, you're gonna, if, you're, if, if your choice is Derek Carr, you're going to have to pay him like a, a, a top free agent. Um, all right. I, I would guess that when you run down the list of, of names that are available in free agency this year, if he were to find his way to that, he's going to be a very highly coveted quarterback and you're going to have to pay him based on that. But I like Derek Carr. It always feels like I get like he looks the part and I watch him at times and certainly he is um, he's he's certainly capable and and. Uh, you you like what you see. It always feels like you get a little less than the sum of its parts, though. It's always a little uh, disappointing. But I mean, come on. <sighs> considering where you're at right now, that would be uh, that would be a home run. Considering where you are right now, this is not just with Zach Wilson that the Jets drafted another quarterback that didn't work out. He's the worst of the bunch out of all the guys that you, between Mark Sanchez and. Um, and um, and Sam Darnold, and now Wilson is by far the worst. It's not even close. So that one, that part of it is um, is uh, is clear. There's no no questions about that. All right, one eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, more of your phone calls. We'll get more into the uh, Carlos Correa situation. Plus, we uh, have our NFL picks that we got to do, even though all the games are going on. How did I not do the picks already? See, that's what happens. I'm so used to being on Saturday. I got time to make my picks. But I'll tell my picks are already locked in on the Cover 5 app, so we got to do that at some point. Get them out there publicly to see all the money you save by going against me. Lots to do, is what I'm saying. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. I don't know if I'm going to be asking Alexa to play that one after the show, but, you know, look, to each his own. Everybody has their own specific tastes for sure. Uh, I should tell you, Giants are trailing the Vikings 7-0 as they play in the first quarter. Um, Kirk Cousins just hitting uh, TJ Hawkinson with a touchdown pass. Their Giants offense pacing itself, pacing itself couple of punts so far uh, on the day through two drives for them, uh, but we'll keep an eye on that. 
Also, no new information in regards to the uh, Carlos Correa situation. Now, you might be asking, what's the Carlos Correa situation? I just got in the car, just got done shopping. Have they named him team captain? Have they retired his number? No, as, as it turns out, maybe the San Francisco Giants knew uh, what they were talking about because the Mets now have concerns about Carlos Correa's uh, physical, and uh, they're now trying to kind of work out. I, I don't know what they're <laughs> – what, what do you work out? You've already come out and said you're signing this guy to this contract. Uh, you already knew that there were concerns about the, the medical situation. Your owner has, has been, you know, taking bows left and right, so it's not uh, – that's not – Something you can now say, well, you know, we didn't know. Uh, no, you had to know. You had to know. So we'll keep an eye on that, but uh, certainly not a, a good look there for the Mets. And uh, I, I had to lie, laugh at the, the funniest thing I've seen about this. Andy Martino had a tweet earlier about uh, what's going on. And, you know, it's, it, it's hard to get people uh, on the phone to make definitive comments. But uh, my favorite part of his tweet was, Scott Boris not immediately available for comment. <laughs> really? That's a shocker. Have you checked the bank? I think he might be at the bank <laughs> uh, making sure that the checks cash because uh, he's had a very successful offseason for sure. And uh, how the Mets are going to have to deal with this one. And now, I mean, like, what do you do, right? Like, you have concerns about the physical, but isn't already a, a – I know every deal is contingent upon a physical, but it's kind of hard to plead ignorance when this has already been out there and, and the reason you got your crack – was because the other team raised these concerns. Very interesting to see how this one's going to play out. Very interesting. And, and look, if it doesn't and the Mets are forced to have Carlos Correa for, for what was it, 12 years? 12 years? Steve Cohen's got more than enough money. He can just spend some more, right? What's the big deal? All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Richard is in Manhattan. Richard, my friend, what's going on? Hi, Gordon. Gordon, you know, Robert Sala sounds more like Aaron Boone, always trying to protect his players, mm-hmm. very diplomatic, which is fine. That's well, look, okay. you have to do that. I get that. Yeah, that's yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But that's who he reminds me. And I loved your analogy of uh, Zach Wilson to uh, Joey Gallo. You can throw in Evan Fournier in there, too. You know, yeah, but, uh, to a certain extent, yeah. But that was great and uh, fantastic. All right. Now, I'm not a gambler. I never bet. But I'm interested in numbers and odds, and I'm interested in probabilities and likelihoods. So I look at this week's picks, I mean this week's line, and I see six teams, the Jaguars, the Giants, Seahawks, Bengals, the Commanders, and the Packers. Six teams, all underdogs, all on the road, all given points, yet all six teams have something to play for. I pick all six. So far, I'm 1-0 with the Jaguars. You got the other five. I mean, I don't know much about anything, but, I mean, that sounds like a good place to start. Five, these five teams all have something to play for. So that, to me, is very important. And one last thing on Franco Harris. It was 50 years ago. It was on a Saturday. Kurt Gowdy did the game. I remember it very well. Franco Harris combined with another player named Lydell Mitchell. I don't know if you remember that name. No, it's a little bit before my time. All right, 1968 to 71 in the backfield of Penn State. They were, in my opinion, the greatest duo 
in college and then turned pro football players in backfield that I've ever seen. Mitchell was the man on the Penn State team. He went to the Colts. And, Gordon, you'll be interested in this. In 71, I believe, he was the first bat in the NFL that I remember. Now, I may be wrong. Somebody can correct me that lined up in the I formation. In other words, the NFL in the 60s, the 50s, split backs. Always. Jim Brown, all those guys always split backfield. Gale Sayers, they had a fullback, and they split. Lydell Mitchell, number 26, I'll never forget, was the first back, to, and, the, and the, the, the fullback, his name was Norm Bulash. He was unbelievable. So they were a good team. That was with Burt Jones. Anyway, he was the first running back that I remembered lining up. One more thing, Gordon. Uh, uh, can you imagine being in Pittsburgh in that, at this time 50 years ago? So you have... Franco Harris with the euphoria of that game because that was the start of their dynasty, that yep, catch absolutely. and the whole thing. Yep. Eight days later, do you know what happened eight days later, Gordon? Eight In days Pittsburgh. Later. Well, from Pittsburgh. Uh, I do not. December 31st, 1972. It was New Year's Eve. Correct. Okay. A famous no, death. Roberto Clemente's plane went oh, down on God. his way to go to Nicaragua to bring relief to the people in Nicaragua. Can you imagine the emotions that went through the city of Pittsburgh? I mean, you can't equate one to the other, but I'm just saying. That was unbelievable. Gordon, you know, and as far as, uh, you know, it's always funny. That that catch by uh, uh, Harris launched the dynasty, just like Mo Lewis's hit on on uh, on on, uh, on uh, Bledsoe, Bledsoe yeah. launched that and uh, the 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 uh, uh, New England dynasty and Montana to Dwight Clark the miracle catch that he threw over Everson yep. Walls and Dallas that launched the San Francisco so uh, San Francisco 49 at that so those three plays launched dynasties and it's unbelievable how far those uh, dynasties carry gordon always right, a pleasure thank, thank you. you my friend yes uh well look uh, I, I think that those are the type of things you look back in hindsight and you can say well you know this thing happened and it launched the dynasty i mean um if if they had simply gotten the tuck rule and called that a fumble i don't know that that hit would have launched the dynasty who knows how things how things play out i thought he was going to go with the you know the off season of the the san francisco giants which I guess if it turns out that something is really wrong with that that physical, maybe uh, you know all the, the the criticism we've been giving the San Francisco Giants after falling apart, you know, at the two yard line with Aaron Judge and and then you know fumbling the ball with or fumbling the bag when it comes to Carlos Correa. Maybe it turns out that they actually made the right call. Who knows? One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Coming up, we're going to do a lightning round of calls. Lightning. No more three final points like Richard had. That was uh, against the rules. No. Coming up, lightning round of calls on the Jets. Last call on the Jets. I can't. It will be like two hours of Jets. I can't do any more. We'll do it next. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, nothing um, really new in terms of the Correa situation. I'm sure uh, the Mets side and the uh, Scott Boris side are, are kind of working through things. And, and that was something that we brought up the day that, the, the, you know, in the middle of the night, the deal gets done. Steve Cohen swoops in, busts down the door. And it really, at the time, the, the reports that we had was, and my thought was, well, did the Giants just simply say that whatever came up in the medicals were, was a deal breaker or was it the type of thing where they were just simply having second thoughts and Steve Cohen came through and just 
broke the door down, and it seemed like the latter. It seemed like that the Giants were still toying with the idea of, of signing Correa. It was not a deal-breaker. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here, come, here comes Steve Cohen. But now, uh, I don't know who else would be available. I don't know what, how, what, what do you do to work through this. If you have concerns about the physical at this point, I know no deal is, is complete until the physical is passed. But if you're the Mets, you went into this knowing that there could be some sort of health concern. That's the reason why the first team dropped out. And now, all of a sudden, you got um, a real issue if it turns out that whatever that issue is with the the medicals that you're going to try and back out of the deal now i don't know so we'll keep an eye on that all right let's run through the calls 1-800-919 last call for zach wilson jet stuff for the rest of 2022 let's start 2023 off right this is the last round that i'm going through here people all right let's do it uh let's go out to uh ibrahim and uh, woodbridge ibrahim next up on the gordon damer show yeah how's it going i'm good man what's going on with you what you got? Good. Uh, I got a good um, suggestion for the Jets at quarterback, uh, a pickup that they should. I think they should uh, do this off season. All right, give it to me. Uh, I think uh, uh, what's his name? I'm free in the backup for the Seahawks right now. Uh, it just slipped my mind. Uh, Such a great idea. You even forgot who he was. Yeah, that's. A, that's with, a... with, yeah, it just it just slipped my mind. Uh, yeah, Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke. Yeah, I know he's not the best quarterback. No, yeah, that that's true. He he's a quarterback that you know you could get for a good reasonable price. He's one that could win football games. You he know, doesn't win football games though. No, that's that, and, no, Ibrahim, uh, I appreciate you the the phone call. That's a that's a terrible idea. I, I mean, I thought I, I think I made the right call uh, by saying that this is maybe I should have stopped even earlier. We, we I think we've we've gotten it now. I think we've we've worked it out. No, Drew Locke, that is not. Again, when you go when you're going through these things in your mind, just know this much. Even if you're not calling today, maybe if you're just, you know, talking with your friends or whatever. Whatever the next decision the Jets make on the quarterback, their jobs are going to ride on that call. Very rarely do you get a call to make like the one that Joe Douglas had by drafting Zach Wilson. Get it wrong to the degree that you got it wrong and get the chance to make another one. Now, he's going to get that chance because he's done you know, a nice job with some of the other picks and players and, and, and moves that he's made. But if you screw this one up, then whoever, it's like the old, uh, the old parable about uh, somebody's taking over for the first guy is leaving his job and the second guy comes in. The first guy tells him, look, if you get into trouble, I've left you two envelopes. If you get into trouble, open the first envelope. That will buy you some time. If you run into trouble again, open the second envelope. And the first envelope, sure enough, the guy runs into trouble. He opens up the first envelope and it says, blame everything on me. Blame everything on your predecessor. Okay, fine. Blame everything on the predecessor. A couple of years down the road, guy runs into more trouble. He has to open up the second envelope. And the advice there is get yourself two envelopes. So you get to screw it up one time. Joe Douglas got, he screwed it up. But they're not going to get to screw it up second time. And I don't know. Strange things have happened. Basing, booking your career, locking your career into Drew Locke. No, I don't. I don't believe that that would be the way. What else? If that's what's on the menu, what else you got? What else you got? Uh, let's go out to uh, Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on, my man? 
Well, first of all, I'd be remiss in not thanking you for uh, entertaining and indulging me and a lot of the callers for an entire year for a reasonable price. It's been a pleasure, and uh, your sense of humor keeps a lot of us going when we're having tough days. So I appreciate it, and I thank you for that. I and have a great that. holiday. Same to now, you. Yeah, I, I know that. You're, you're just a cool cat. Um, look, I think Rocky Bly lined up in the eye when Richard was given his history lesson, and I go back further than him. I think so, but I'm not sure. But anyway, look, you know, I'm not going to talk about the Knicks. I'll, I'll soothe Larry with it. As far as the Mets go, you know, I, I don't know, but you'd be really a foolish guy, and Steve Cohen's a pretty smart dude, uh, not to have an out pending the physical. But what are they going to wait until they go to a doctor that says it's okay? And one last quick one. Your envelope joke reminded me of the woman who says to her husband, he says, you know, I want to get a facelift. And she says, oh, they're dangerous, they're expensive. Yeah, but I'll look better. Went to this doctor. He says, why don't you go get a second opinion? And she comes back, and she looks forlorn and sad. She says, what did the second doctor say? You're fat. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just a stupid. The whole thing's stupid with, with this deal. And Korea might have one of those injuries that – you know, it's indecisive. Remember what's his name? Who was the Japanese pitcher? Tanaka for the Yankees, right? Yeah. And, and he had that, what was it called? An ulna bone? I never heard of half of these things. And he pitched with it. So what, right. whatever it is, Partially I torn hope it's okay UCL. for the Mets. Yeah, Jordan, be well. Enjoy. All right, Spike, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know what the Mets are going to do there. I mean, I, I think you're kind of stuck. Um I mean, how do you now back out of the deal when you've been out there and, and you knew that this was part of the equation? It's not a good look. It's not, you know, and, and Steve Cohen has certainly uh, changed the, the narrative around the Mets because he comes in and he spends money and it's not like it used to be. Uh, but one of the things that has been, uh, if this turns out to be the case, I mean, the Mets used to misdiagnose things all the time. That was one of the the issues with the organization. And if it turns out now, all of a sudden, you're, you're saying, wait a second, we have issues too. Well, I mean, what, what, what were you doing by uh, going down this road without having some real clarity after the issue was already raised and the reason why you had a chance at getting him? Uh, let's go out to uh, Azar here in uh, New Jersey. Azar, you're next up on. Hey, hey Gordon, um, can you hear me? I can. I got you, man. All right, man. Uh, I know you didn't want to take any more Jets calls, but no, uh, this is it. This is you. You are going to be the final one for uh, 2022. So make it good. I think uh, I think you got it on the nose, man. You got to cut bait, especially if your job's on the line with Zach Wilson. The game, it's just too fast for him. He can't process it. It's not for a lack of trying. It's not for a lack of ta- uh, physical talent. It's just he's a step too slow, and it it makes all the difference in the world. And um, I think that you know. Joe Douglas, he's done a, a, a lot of good things, and he's, fine, he's found talent in late rounds. Maybe you draft a quarterback, and hopefully you get lucky with a Brock Purdy or something like that. And, you know, I, I don't know if Jimmy G, like you said, long-term answer, Mike White, he seems to be, you know, he's, he's got his good days. But, uh, you know, I think you go back into the draft to try to find a gem in the, uh, in, the, uh, in the late rounds. But, you know, I'm not calling for his job just yet, but if he does – stick with Zach Wilson then you have to oh no I mean that would be yeah that would be organizational malpractice uh and thanks for the phone call um yeah no that like on the list there's a long list of options right we've kind of run through them here over the two hours right like we go this way we go that way veteran uh somebody who's a backup currently on a team 
the the only option that's not an option is Zach Wilson. That that door is forever closed here. And I hope for his sake that he goes someplace else, and almost like Sam Darnold. After what he's endured here, uh, maybe he's he's learned a lesson, and maybe he can take that someplace else. But you can't you you can't be expecting or can't be hope. It's like taking the milk out of the fridge, realizing it's bad, and putting the milk back in the fridge and hoping it's fresh tomorrow. You, you can't do that if you're a Jets organization. You got to go find the answer this off season. And there's a lot. I mean, you talk about pressure. Not great options, but you have to go on and find whatever that uh, that next option is. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll uh, take a look at the uh, the Giant game as they are facing off against the Vikings, the latest there. Has the Giant offense started to wake up? We'll take a look at the scoreboard for Week 16. Plus, we have what I learned this week on TikTok. And I know I say this a lot, but I think this week's edition might be the best edition we've done in 2022. And that is next here on the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.